Thank you so much for being here at AM Live. But before we sit down, we got some things to do. Are you ready to make your decree? Let's make our decree, all right? Ah, today. Oh, wait a minute. I'm just jumping up in there. I'm looking at the thing. Uh, just follow me, okay? I believe. <laughs> I believe today we decree Jesus. The written word is our salvation. Healer, restore. We decree the Holy Spirit is our transformer. Today, we activate our faith in God's sophisticated life of abundance for all of the ALM family. We decree four corners of the earth have been purposed, planned, and expected by God with 500 families of affluence to join this church. We speak to the north to give up families of power and influence. We speak to the south to give up families of royalty and prestige. We speak to the east to give up families of brilliance and inventiveness. We speak to the west to give up families of kingdom wealth. We speak to the ministry and angels to go forth and prepare the way for ALM's ministry of engagement called evangelism. This decree in Jesus' name shall be established and the light of God will shine upon it. Amen and amen. Get your word out. Get your Bibles. Repeat after me. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp under my feet, a light under my path. I will hide its word in my heart that I might not sin against God. Amen? 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 Come on, let's shout unto God one more time. You may be seated. Thank you so much again for being here at ALM Live. Those that are watching the internet, let us know that you're watching. Check in. If you need prayer, our prayer team will be meeting tomorrow at 12 o'clock with Pastor Diane. She has got a on-fire word to bring to those that are going to be here tomorrow at 12 o'clock. And they go on to the wee hours of the morning. <laughs> they go on till when God finishes. They, 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 there's a message there. She brings the word of God, then they pray. And I'm telling you, if you are able to make it at 12 o'clock, you will not be disappointed. And that is for everybody that is, that is able to come at 12 o'clock. Um, we'll, we'll be meeting in here in the sanctuary. And so you don't have to worry about being close to each other because you can social distance each other, yourself from others and feel comfortable and still feel the presence of God. Amen. And learn what, what God is saying for that day. And I'm telling you, Pastor Diane will be ready to bring it because I know she has been studying according to Bishop. She studies, she prays, and she really seeks the Lord. And, and she's, she's going to be on fire. So get ready. And like I said, it's going to be open. Then Friday at 12 o'clock, Bishop will be bringing a, an, a, an on-time word, a prophetic word. So if you can make it on Fridays at 12 o'clock, um, we love for all of you to be here. That will also be here in sanctuary. So you don't have to worry about being on top of each other. So you'll be distanced from each other and still 
get a prophetic word, and I'm telling you, it's going to be a great word. Amen? Then we'll be back here again Saturday at 6 p.m. So all is welcome for all that we do. Every time these doors are open, you're welcome to come. If you have time off and you got nothing else to do and you don't know what else to do, guess what? Why don't you come to church and come to the sanctuary? Why don't you pray? Why don't you seek the Lord? If the church is open, guess what? Be here. If you're able to come and really seek the Lord and just fall on the altar and just cry out to God, you're welcome to do that. I'm like, they did it in the word and God answered. Hey, well, God's still alive. He sits on the throne and he answers prayer. And we're available for you. So if you, if you want to come and seek the Lord, you're always welcome to come and be here. Those that are watching the internet, you too. We'd love for you to be here. For wherever you live, if you're ever vacationing in the beautiful city of Pembroke Pines, this place is for you. We have a lot of hotels, a lot of areas to see. We have great places to eat. So, hey, if you're looking for a place to vacate, thank you. Even the balcony knows it's a great place to go. Thank you. But I'm serious. These doors are open for you. And anytime you step, step in this, this campus, you're going to feel God. You're going to feel God, and you're going to see God, and you're going to experience something from God. How do I know that? Because this is God's habitation. This is where he dwells. He lives in this place 24-7. He's always here. Anytime I come in this place, I feel God. I'm not just saying it because I'm the pastor. I know it's for sure because I know what God feels like. And I know there's many others here in this room can say the same thing. And I didn't pay them to say it. I don't need to because I know God is God. Just like I'm speaking right now, God's here. He's here. He's ready to give you something tonight. Just have, uh, What we believe here is just have faith. If you have faith to receive, you're going to walk out of here not disappointed, but you're going to walk out of here with the joy of the Lord as your strength. Because I know God's here, and I know God's got a word for you. He's got a word for you tonight. Whether you're visiting here or you're a part of Abundant Living Ministries, whether you're visiting for the first time watching us, it doesn't matter. God is here, and God wants to bless you. Why? Because it's in his DNA. It's in his love. It's in his goodness, and it's his very best to take care of you. Because that's what he's all about. And according to this word that I hold in my hand, every day he blesses you. Just have eyes to see. Just have ears to hear and have a heart. That's the three things we need. Have eyes to see. Have ears to hear and a heart to receive what God has for us. Even in the midst of this pandemic, these exciting times we're living in, you can still receive from God. Because nothing can stop God. Whatever the devil throws, he can't stop God. When God purposed something, it's going to be established. When God plans something, it's going to be established. When God brings an, when God has an expectation, the devil, there's no devil in hell can stop it. Man can't even stop it. It will be established. And that's why we're here. We're here to establish the kingdom of God in South Florida. In your life. We're here to challenge you. We're here to bless you. We're going to preach the word to you. And this word is not going to be candy coated. We don't believe in a candy coated soft suppressant. That you can just nicely slide down your throat. No, 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 no. We're going to preach the word. Now we know this word agitates people. And the sole purpose to agitate you is to push you. In the direction that God wants you to go. Because by nature as human beings. We like to get comfortable. 
And how many people know when you get comfortable, you get stagnant. You don't want to move. What happens when you get comfortable? Nine times out of ten, you fall asleep. We don't have time to fall asleep. Because the devil ain't sleeping. The devil's not sleeping. We don't have time. The church, I'm talking about Abundant Living Ministries. We don't have time to sleep. What I mean by that, in other words, lose focus. We cannot let our guard down. Because when we let our guard down, that's when the devil's going to pounce on us. And he's looking to pounce on his church, on the church. And we're not going to do that. Amen? So I hope you came received tonight. I'm so glad everybody's here. We could be anywhere else, but I, I'm so happy all of you chose to be here tonight at AMLM Live. So thank you. And those that are visiting here too, I see we have the, we have the, 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 um, we have the, that? I have the whole Markley. I mean, I mean, I only know them as the Markley, the Markley clan. <laughs> but I'm not, I see both his sisters here, and he's got his his nephews and niece here, and it's also um, brother Guy and, and sister Maria um, um, anniversary today. So wow, <laughs> telling you. So I want to say happy anniversary. I want to say thank you for all the visitors, and I see brother Jeff's up there. He's getting his he's relaxing up there, getting his rehab done up there, but keep, still keep him in prayer. He's going through some things. He decided to be evil Knievel one day, and, and you know, he just wants pampering now, and he's, he's getting that pampering from his wife, so, <laughs> so we, but we're glad he's up there and everybody else. Amen? So how many people had a great day today? You had a, you had a highly favorable, favorable, I mean, God day today. I mean, God was just so good to you, you just can't stop talking about it. You let everybody know. I mean, you let your mama, your daddy, your brother, your sister, your aunt, your uncle. You let all your friends on Facebook, Instagram, I mean, TikTok. I mean, you whatever you play with, whatever you're involved in, you let everybody know how good God is to you. Do you have one of those days? Because that's the type of day we're supposed to have. We're the church. We're never alone. God sees us. God sees every move we make. Why? Because we're his church. You know, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, and I mentioned this, he, we're marked by him. He's, he marks his church. In other words, he, he puts a tracker on all of us, if you will. And he, he watches us. He sees where we go. He knows what we do. He knows what we say. Why? Because we're his church. And he watches over us. That's why I don't have to fear nothing. I don't have to fear what's outside. I don't have to fear of the unknown. Because I don't walk by fear. I walk by faith. Knowing that I'm always protected by God. I'm protected. We're protected. Why? Because we serve a mighty God. You serve a mighty God. You serve a God does not sleep. You serve a God that sits on the throne and it sees everything. Why? Because God is everywhere. He's everywhere. He's all powerful. And he knows what we desire. Now, how many of you can raise your hand right now and you desire something from God? Raise your hand. Come on, be honest, people. You want something from God. And it ain't small. Come on. I just got something small for God. Come on. Dad, come on. Don't insult God's intelligence with something small. Come on. He's a big God. He created heaven and earth with just his mouth. Hey, earth, come forth. Stars, moon, 
fish, butterfly. He created it all, colorful. God is here. Now again, who desires something from God? Now, who believes without a shadow of a doubt God's going to give him that desire? Because if you don't have the right attitude, how are you going to get it? You're so caught up in distractions. You're so caught up with, if you're so caught up in the world, you're going to miss it. We can't miss anything from God. That's one thing here at Abundant Living Ministries. We don't want you to miss it. And I surely don't want to miss it. Who's ever missed it? Don't raise your hand, man, because that's nothing to be proud about. All of us can say it at a point of our life at some time, we have missed it. And we are surely not proud to say it. Some of us have missed it more than once. It's just in our DNA. But that's nothing to be proud about. What's be, what is to be proud about is that you know that you have an ear to hear God. That you refused to allow your ear to be clogged with the world's nonsense. You refuse to listen the jargon of the world's nonsense. Why? Because all that does is clog your ears up. And it keeps you like, you know, everybody, you, you pick, if you pitch your fingers like this and you put it to your ears and you close them, you sound like you're in a tunnel. You can't hear. You're like, you're like, you're being muffled. And that's exactly what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to feel, he wants you to be muffled. He doesn't want you to hear God. He doesn't want you to receive from the love of God, the goodness of God, and the very best of God. And I'm telling you right now, nothing in this world, nobody, I don't care the richest man in the world, the richest woman in the world, can never compare to what God can give you. Because God is the only one that can give you eternal life. Man can strive for eternal life and they can come up with every little concoction and they shove it in your, in your body. But the bottom line is, it ain't going to give you eternal life. It can make, all they can do is try to fix your outside to stay youthful. That's all they know how to do. But God doesn't look, work on the outside. Why? Because he says, why do I need to fix something that's already perfect? If only we can see what God sees. God doesn't make mistakes. You are the color you are because that's the way God made it. God wanted you to be that color. So be proud of your color. Amen. There's no put down here. You are your cultures because that's what God wanted you to be. So there's nothing wrong with that. Be proud of who you are. Walk with your head up. You don't owe nothing to nobody. And don't think you have to. You don't. God created everything. God created you with a purpose. God created you with a plan. God created you with an expectation. And that is to be his associate, to be his spokesperson on this earth to, to identify who God is 24-7. And as we speak, and I bring it back to the beginning, God is watching us. God sees everything, and he's trying to see if his church, who's his church? 
are doing what he has created us to do because we are perfectly and wonderfully made. There is no, nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. See, mankind looks on the outside and because they look on the outside, they judge based on the outside. But God never looks at the outside. God looks at the heart because that is who you truly are is on the inside. And when God sees his creation, God said it was what? Good. Man has defiled it. Man has messed it up since the beginning of time. Adam messed up. But God says, I got a remedy. I got a better Adam. His name is Jesus. Whatever first Adam did, Jesus is going to fix it. Now, which Adam are you going to believe in? Which Adam do you connect with? Do you connect with the bad Adam, the one that messed up everything? Or you connect with the new Adam who's fixed everything? The choice is yours. But whatever decision you make is how you're going to live. I choose to focus on the second Adam. Why? Because the second Adam fulfilled everything that God created. He fulfilled it. And he brought God's creation back into what? Order. See, one man's sin brought disorder. One man's sin broke the order the way God created everything. And that's why we're in the mess that we're in. But because God so loved the world, he gave us Jesus not to condemn us, but to bring us back to the order the way God created it. And that is where the blessing is. And God watches over us so is to see if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing as a church. And that is to establish God's order. That is to establish who he is and why he is and what he is going to do. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 3 says, The eyes of the Lord are in, are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. In other words, God sees it all. But why does God let evil things happen? God does not allow evil things to happen. Man allows evil things to happen. God already created everything. And he expects his creation to govern what he created. But because of one man's sin, Adam, Romans chapter 5, he he messed up, and because he sinned against God, he disobeyed God, he brought corruption in. And because corruption came in, it produced a harvest. And how many people know harvest has what? Many seeds. He planted a seed of corruption, it produced a harvest, and that harvest sprang forth, and it kept on going and going and going. But God says, I cannot allow this harvest to, to Keep growing. I have to end it. I got to produce a better harvest. So what did he do? He sent forth the seed. He sent forth his own seed, Jesus. And what did that seed have to do? The seed had to die to create a harvest. And who's that harvest today? We are. We're that harvest. So what do we do? Do we continue to follow in the way of the old or do we follow in the way of the new, which is Jesus, the way God brought it so we can continue to grow a better harvest. The worst thing you can do is rip up the harvest because if you do that, you're going to destroy everything. 
We got to sow seeds. We got to be God's example on this earth. Because the eyes of the Lord see everything. He sees the good and he sees the evil. But in the midst of all that, God has given us the ability, the power, the authority, and the ability to create better harvest that will produce life instead of death. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13 says, Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes. And he is the one to whom we are accountable. In other words, nothing is hidden from God. God sees everything. In other words, when you think God ain't looking, God's looking at you. If you don't think God ain't listening, God's listening. If you think God has missed it, he ain't missed nothing. Because he's everywhere. Yes, young people, he's even, he's even in that room when you slam the door because your mother and your father told you not to do it and you didn't like it and you ran in the room and you slammed the door and you threw your face on the pillow because you didn't want them to hear what you said. Yes, God was there. He's everywhere. Even the blood cried out. Over there in Genesis, God heard the blood cry out. And he looked at Cain and he says, your brother blood cries out to me. He hears everything. He hears the cry of the innocent. He hears it all. He hears it all. So we have to understand something. God sees everything. And God is looking for his church. Who's his church? To do his bidding on this earth. How do we do this bidding? We exert our authority as the church. Something that we're not seeing today. We're not seeing the church exerting its authority. But we're seeing the church kneeling. Bowing its knee. Taking a knee. And because of that, we're seeing the ramifications of what is going on. Mankind does not want the church to speak. Because if the church rises up and takes its rightful role... Mankind, what I mean by mankind, I mean those that are connected to the enemy are going to lose. And they have too much invested in this world monetarily, spiritually, physically, financially. They got too much invested to lose out in what they control. But when the church wakes up, mankind is going to be slain. The giant's going to be killed. In these exciting times that we're living in, in these times that we're living in, fear not. I'm going to say that again. In these exciting times we're living in, fear not. Fear not what you see, fear not what you hear, and fear not whatever doctor gets on TV and talks. Fear not. God sees Everything. Our job is to trust him and allow him to take care of us spiritually, physically, and financially. ALM, do we truly trust God to take care of us? Do you truly trust God to take care of you? Do you truly tonight, in what the time that we're living in, do we truly trust God to take care of us? Now to trust God, it takes faith. It takes faith in him and his word. Isaiah 
chapter 41, verse 10, it says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Here's God speaking through the prophet Isaiah, and he says, Fear thou not, God is with thee. God is with thee. In other words, God will not let go of his people that are marked by him, that are connected to him, that walk according to their faith in him. God will not let you go. God will protect you. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 13, it says, For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. God will help you. In other words, God will take you. God, in other words, God will allow you to feel him and say, you are not alone. And I know that's hard sometimes because there's times in our life where we all in this room have felt alone. And it's very easy to be consumed by loneliness. But that's not God because according to the scripture, he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. But for whatever reason out there, the circumstances, the situations that we face every day, spiritually, physically, financially, by people, places and things, it wears on you. Come on. Can I get an amen? Because I know it's for I know it's true. But he says here, when, you, when, you, when your body is felt like that, what do you do? What do you usually do in that? Me, I cry out to God. Because someone who's connected to God, I remind myself of his word. I remind myself, Lord, you said in the midst of all that I'm going on, that's going on in my life, fear thou not. You told me I don't have to be dismayed. You give me the strength. You said you're going to help me. You're going to uphold me with your right hand. You're going to hold me with your right hand. You're going to help me. You're going to help me through it. You're going to navigate, Holy Spirit, you're going to navigate me through all of the circumstance and the situation. Why? Because I refuse to walk alone. I walk according to my faith. And my faith, as I walk by faith, I am never alone. I am always with God. And every step I take, I step in the footprint of my Savior, Jesus Christ. I step in the footprint of Jesus. Why? Because I know if I'm stepping in the footprint of Christ, I am never alone. Jesus was never alone. He was always in the presence of his God, of his, his God, his Father. And if Jesus was never alone, neither is his church. Amen. As long as we walk in that footstep, I have the hand of God. I have the hand of God. And he's going to help me. He's going to help you. He's going to help you. Don't listen to the enemy. Don't listen out there and it's like we're all we're all going to we're all in trouble. We don't know what to do. We don't know what to believe. Am I going to be the next number? Am I going to be the next number that I hear on NBC, CBS, ABC, MSNBC, CNN? Am I going to be the next 
patient in, in, in the hospital, whether it's Weston, Miramar, Pines, wherever. Am I going to be the next one? Why? Because you never know who, we, who I come. If, 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 should I go to, to the grocery store or not? Should I go to the, to the mall or not? Should I go to the restaurant or not? What if? What if? See, that's fear. That's fear. When God says, fear thou not. Now, let's use wisdom, people. Let's not use blind faith. Because there's a lot of people out there that think they're, they're greater, than, are, you know, greater than God. No, no, no. you got to use sound wisdom. There's times where you just got to stand in faith. Then there's time when you got to move with God. See, God, see, when God was, when, when, when Israel was in the wilderness, Israel only moved when God told them to move. How did they do that? He had to bring forth the cloud by day and a fire by night. That's how, when the cloud moved, they moved. When they saw the glory come out of the temple, they packed it up and said, it's time to move. And they moved. And when it stopped, they stopped and they did not move till it moved. See, there's times where you got to stand and there's times where you got to walk. But you never contemplate fear. Because every time Israel contemplated fear, they messed up. They created a golden calf. Because they feared Moses died because he was up on the mountain Sinai with God. He's dead. We need somebody to lead us. We need somebody. So what did he do? Did he get his brother. Make him a calf. Then they acted foolish. And they all died. Foolishness will kill you. Foolishness will kill you. And, I've, and I, you've heard me say this. There has been great men and women of God that acted foolishly and they have paid dearly with their life when they did not have an ear to God. And they didn't, because they didn't have an ear, they did not see. And because they did not see, their heart was troubled, confused. See, when you are a person of faith and you live according to this word, you will never be confused. Why? Because someone who lives according to their faith in God never compromises this word. They never compromise their, life, their, their love for God and they never compromise this word. And because of that, confusion will not be a part of their life. But those that compromise their love for God and, their, and, and, and this word, you will be confused and your heart will be troubled. You don't know what to believe in. That's why many times people mess up and it's like, feelings. My feelings for that person. I love that individual. Man, I loved every girl I ever dated. I love you. And I used it quite a lot. Till I met the right one. So I don't have to call anybody else. I don't have to tell anybody else I love them, only her. What I'm saying is, yes, I love you too. You're a part of us. We made you. <laughs> And it was love, baby. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, as I digress. Oh, be quiet. <laughs> because it was love making this too. So what are you talking about? Anyway. Hallelujah. Or was it regret? I don't know. <laughs> well, too bad. <laughs> You're stuck with me. No. Where was I? <laughs> Welcome to Abundant Living Ministries. 
There's never a dull moment here, especially with this pastor. <laughs> but what I'm, what, I, what I'm trying to say is that the love of God, God, lo- God loves us. And, he, and we're never alone, no matter what. We're never alone. He's always there. He's always there. And I, and, I know, and I know there's people in here that are lonely. I know that. I know you feel alone. It's like, when can I meet that man or meet that girl? When can I find mine? He's been there ever since. His name is Jesus. When you learn how to fall in love with him, man, God will do the rest for you. But God, listen to me, God's a jealous God. He will not share himself with nobody. Because when you take the place of God, oh, I'm getting ready to say something, it becomes an idol. It's no longer God, it's whomever that person is. And when you take your eyes off of God and you put that person on a pedestal, whatever it is, it becomes an idol. And listen, ain't nothing good going to come of it. It never will. And I guarantee this, you will, you will find yourself divorced or abused. Physically, mentally, verbally. Why? Because you've taken all aspect of who God really is and you put it on an individual. And that's what Israel did because they all thought Moses was dead. Next to you know, they, they, they made a golden cap and they began to pray and all that. They began to dance and get drunk and all that, get acting fool. Then Moses came down and says, what is this? And they all died. See, I know, that's one thing. Listen to me. We thank God. Oh, God's a merciful God. We were in the new covenant. God changes not. You disobey God, you open the door to the devil. And when you open the door to the devil, he can do whatever he wants to do in your life. Why? Based on disobedience. And we, the church, ALM, cannot afford to be like that. We have to be true to the purpose, plan, and expectation of God. And that, because God is watching this church. God is watching you. And God expects you to be his church in season and out of season. So when we look at these scriptures, these scriptures are to build our faith up. These scriptures are there to encourage us, knowing that no matter what we see, no matter what we hear, no matter what man is saying, we are not alone. We serve a greater entity, and his name is God. And what he says trumps everything else. No pun intended. Isaiah 43. Turn it real quick. Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43, verse 1. But now, thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. I want you to see this right now. Because I'll begin to study this today, and God revealed to reveal me, reveal this to me, and he says, The church, abundant living ministries, this is you. We are the new Jacob. You are the new Jacob. In other words, we all know the story of Jacob. Jacob was known as a deceiver. Because we know he deceived his brother Esau, the birthright. We know that. But he can no longer be called Jacob. 
I mean, uh, the deceiver. He had to be called Israel. His name was changed. When he began to wrestle with God, we know that, and even his name was changed, and his name was Israel. It's changed to Israel. Now, we got to look at that. We have a new covenant. It says, when he says, But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed. In other words, I redeemed. Now, we have been, the church, me and you, you as an individual, we have been redeemed from what? The curse of the law. Through who? Jesus Christ. That means we have taken on a new position. We have become the church. We are the new Jacob. We have been redeemed. We belong to God. Say, I belong to God. The same way he said that, he says, I have, he says, I have called thee by name, thou art mine. In other words, God says, that is my church. Abundant Living Ministries is my church. We have been redeemed from everything that's out there. No weapon can form against us. No mouth, no word, no, no person, place or thing can stand in our way. Why? Because we have been redeemed from it. That's why I don't have to walk in fear. That's why I don't have to worry about what, what, whatever they're saying out there, whatever doing. Why? Because I've been redeemed by my God. This church, you have been redeemed. We have been redeemed. It doesn't stop there. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Verse 14 through 17. It says, as for many are led by the spirit of God, they are sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit it, it, it itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if the children, then heirs, heir, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him that we may be also glorified together. In other words, we... We're, we're, we're the new Jacob, but we're not only we are the new Jacob, but we are heirs. We're heirs. We're royalty. In other words, you got clout in heaven. You got clout with God, and God ain't going to let nothing touch his heir. He watches over his heir. He watches over his children. He is our Abba Father. We are joint heirs with Christ. That means I am protected. I have diplomatic credentials on this earth. I want you to see that. You got diplomatic credentials on this earth. Nobody can touch you. I want you to see that. Because you're joint heirs with Christ. And it's time for the church to start living like it. We're better than the world. Why? Because we have diplomatic credentials. I want you to see it. I want you to see it. You're somebody to God. You're, you, you are marked by him. You are protected by him. 
There ain't no devil in hell can touch you. And if the devil tries to touch you, all he can do is just stop looking at you and just hold down and say, just take it. Just take what I, what I wanted to take. Just take it. Just take it. I can't touch you. I can't do. I can't. Just take what I was going to do. Just take it. I, the Bible says whatever he tries to do, he's got to give back to you seven times. Whatever time. Oh, you messed with the wrong church. Amen. You messed with the wrong church. So anytime you hear the devil knocking on the door and say, are you, here, you, are you just here to deposit what you owe me? Are you just here to deposit everything that belongs? Because I'm an heir of God. You don't want to mess with this individual. See, that's how bold we got to be as a church. And that's the problem. We don't see that boldness anymore. But you see the boldness of America, do you? They're already shutting down. Churches are indefinitely closed. Governors have already said, we're going to close you down for the rest of the year. When I heard that, I began to pray. And God reminded me, there was a man in the Bible that tried to stop a nation from worshiping God. Didn't work out good for him. He lost it all. Lost his firstborn. And his name was Pharaoh. We got a lot of Pharaohs out there. And it's time for the, it's time for the power of God. It's time for God to be seen. It's time for the power of God to be seen. And I pray right now in the name of Jesus. Where, 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 where am I? Where am I? I speak to the West because California is in the West. That, that governor is going to see the power of God. The nation of California is going to see the power of God. They're all going to. Why? Because without seeing the power, it will not be able to draw them to all salvation. They have to see the power of God. They have to see the manifestation of God. And I'm speaking that over California. I'm speaking it here in Florida. Regardless of what side of the aisle the governor may be on, it doesn't matter. They all need to see the power of God. Because without the evidence of God being seen, they will stay in their, in their, in their sick and sinful ways. Pharaoh never would have never thought what Moses was saying was going to happen, but it did. And God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm not saying God's going to send 10 plagues to California. I'm not God. The last time I read, he changes not. When you stand in front of God, you mess with the wrong person. Because God will be seen. If you stop the church from crying out, the rocks will cry out. California cannot afford rocks to cry out. Out of the abundance of the mouth, out of the mouth, the mouth speaks. In other words, you're snared by the word of your mouth. They're always screaming. We haven't had the big one yet. You don't want to say that real loud because if you stop the praise of the church and the worship of the church, the rocks will cry out. Oh, that'll never happen. That's what Pharaoh thought. He lost it all, even down to his firstborn. And he still lost it all because they just found evidence of chariots in the Red Sea. They found evidence of what this Bible in Genesis, Exodus, in Exodus, right here.
said happen. The very book that I hold, man, is the very hated book. And they're already starting to burn books here in America. Just follow history, people. <laughs> but God is in control. Abundant Living Ministries is not here to survive through this pandemic. Abundant Living Ministries is here to thrive. We're, we're thriving. We're growing. We're producing. The same God that took care of Isaac, the same God that took care of Isaac in a famine is the same God that's going to take care of Abundant Living Ministries. It's the same God. Why? Because he watches over us. He sees us every day. And because we walk according to our faith in him and we live out of a willing and obedient heart to this word, we are protected. You are protected spiritually, physically, and financially. Because God created Isaac to thrive. He thrived. He expanded. He grew. Influence. They knew him. They despised him because he was wealthy. He was thriving. He was expanding his wealth when everybody else was succumbing to the famine. God took care of him. He sowed. Nobody sows in a famine but God's people. Because we are like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. This is a great time to be alive. This is a great time to see the manifestation power of a good God, of a loving God, a good God, and the best of God. You're living in great times. You're living in great times. Oh, it was better back then. No, oh, it's better right now. It's better right now. Why? Because we know the coming of the Lord is coming. The coming of God is coming. It's quick. Oh, it's going to be It's going to be fun. But regardless of what you see in the next couple of weeks, months, years, keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes fixed upon Jesus because he's the author and the finisher of our faith. Keep your eyes on Jesus. He's coming back and he's coming back on a white horse. He's coming back as the King of kings and Lord of lords. He's coming back and I'm telling you right now, it's going to be quick. It's going to be powerful. Let the trumpet sound. Amen. Hallelujah. And in a, in, a, in a twinkling of an eye, the church, abundant living ministries called by his name, will be gone. Gone. Are you ready to go? Are you ready to go to heaven? If Jesus would come back right now, are you ready to go with him? Are you ready to go with him? Because he's promised us in this word that he's coming back. 
It's promised to us that he's coming back. Everything that God promised us has come true. And what is left is him coming back. And God said he's coming back. Jesus himself says, hey, I'm coming back. Be ready. Are you ready, ALM? Are you ready tonight for the coming of the Lord? Are you ready? Or do you know without a shadow of a doubt, right now, this very second, I'm going to heaven. I'm going. There is nothing standing my way. There is no sin. There is nothing. I have nothing. There's no guilt. There's no condemnation. There's nothing that stands in the way. I know I'm going. If that's you, amen. But if you're here tonight and say, Pastor Thad, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready for the coming of the Lord. My life is not right with God. I, I am still living a way that is not pleasing to God. And if he came back right now, I wouldn't make it. I'd be left behind. I'm telling you, let, not, let that not be you. But if it is, let's fix it tonight together. Because all of us has been there. All of us in one time of our life have been there, not right with God. All of us have been there, not right with God. And if God would have came back, we would have been left behind. But let's not, let's fix that tonight. If you know without a shadow of a doubt, you're not right with God for whatever it is. You're not right with God. This is not a put down. It's not to make you look, look, look shameful. No, 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 no. Because we've all been there. We've all been there. We've all been bound by sin. We've all felt the guilt of sin and the condemnation of sin. But we chose, you know what? I don't care what man says. Listen to me. Man is always going to judge you. Who cares? Man can't send you to hell. You can only send you to hell. Based on your decision making. So no matter what man says, it don't matter. It's what God says. Are you right with God? And if you're not, let's make it right together. So I'm giving you an opportunity to come now and make, you, make yourself right with God. So you know, without a shadow of a doubt, when Jesus is coming, you're going with him. You're going to meet him in the sky. You're going to meet him. And you're going to spend eternity with your heavenly father, your creator. And if that's you, come right now. Come right now. You know you're not right with God. Come right now. It's not a put down. It's not a put down. It's the greatest decision you could ever make. I thank God I made that decision. I thank God I was willing to put down my pride and say, you know what? I don't care what they may say. I'm going forward because I want to be right with God. I want to be right with God. I want to be right with God. Are you right with God? Are you right with God spiritually? Are you right with God physically? Are you right with God financially? Are you right with God? Are you right with God? Are you right with God? Come now. I have two individuals up here that are bold enough to say, you know what? I want to be right with God. Anybody else? 
Trust me, I've seen people been in church all their life and not right with God. Hallelujah. You three stand right here. My, my mask, please. You come over here. Now listen to me. You're going to know right now that you're going to be right with God. You don't have to feel guilty. If you're feeling guilty, that means you're doing stuff wrong. And if you're doing something wrong, you need to stop it. Cut it out. If you're living wrong, you need to cut it out. You're too young to be living wrong. I don't know why you're living wrong. You got godly moms and dads. You can't be living like that. You got to stand on your own faith, knowing that God loves you. And he died on the cross for you. Went to hell for you. Resurrected for you. And he's coming back for you. You got to know that without a shadow of a doubt. And then you got to build upon it. How do you build upon it? You got to learn how to read the word of God. Not only had to learn how to read a God, you got to learn how to pray to God every day. You got to have a conversation with God, communicate with God every day. Why? Because he's your creator. He speaks. He'll talk to you. You need to sit down and dine with him. Every day, Jesus is knocking at the door and he wants to sit at your table. Every day. But if you're so caught up with all that's going on, you're going to miss the knocking of the door. And you're going to miss the opportunity to sit with Jesus. And I don't want that to happen. Amen? Say this with me. Jesus, tonight, I recognize that you died on the cross for my sins. Thank you for forgiving me. I recognize because of what you've done for me. Tonight, I am born again. I receive you as you received me. Holy Spirit, take over. Let me know without a shadow of a doubt. I am transformed, born again, sanctified, and full of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Now receive it right now. Now receive it right now. Receive it right now in the name of Jesus. Fill them with your power now, Holy Spirit. Let them know, let them know without a shadow of a doubt, they are born again. They don't have to struggle. They don't have to second guess. They know they are born again in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now be ye holy. You hear me? Righteous. And sanctified. Amen? Amen. All right. Praise God.